Welcome. So this week we're going to talk about Pasha Zanzino and, uh, and a little bit about the Sukkot. So the Pasha starts like this. Moshe says, Hazinu Hashemayim V'dabeira Yarev Kamoto Likhi. So Rashi says like this. Hazinu Hashemayim V'dabeira Sh'ani Masrem V'Yisrael So Moshe is speaking not to the Klal Yisrael, he's speaking to the Shemayim. And he's telling the Shemayim, listen, and what does he want? V'tiyuatem Eidem B'dover I'm speaking to Shemayim and I'm appointing you to be witnesses. So what are the witnesses? Why did he need the Edith of Shemayim Varetz? So Moshe said, I'm a regular, I'm a mortal person. I'm going to die. Who's going to be Makhishlem? Now, Rashi says, So, the Edus is that they, that they reign. The Edus is that the Shemayim reigns. Now, back in, in Pasha's Veschanon, it says over there, I'm appointing the Shemayim Varas to be Edom that you will be destroyed. So Rashi says, So I'm calling on the, on the Shemayim to be Edom that I warned you. So he's talking to the Kali Yisrael. He's not talking to the Shemayim. He's talking to Klal Yisrael. And over here, he's talking to, to, to Shemayim. And over here, he says to the motor. And over here, there's no mention of the motor. Just the Shemayim. So the chilek is that, that over there, the Edith, and, and why doesn't he ask over there the question? Why didn't he need him? Why do you have to have, like he says over here, why doesn't Tomorrow I'm going to die. None of that is over there. Just that Abed Asra. So over there, the Aedas Shemayim Vores was not really that the Shemayim Vores had to come and say Aedas. They were, like Ibn Ezra says over there, they were a symbol. Like you say, however, Nazir should be a symbol. This is by, by Yaakov Olovan, I think, that they made, they, they, they made a pact. And this Evan is the symbol. The Evan is not going to do anything, not going to say anything, but the pact has, has a physical symbol that will always remind you of the, uh, of the pact. So there also, Moshe warned them, and the Shemayim Varas should be the symbol, the physical symbol, that will remind you, that I warned you. That's what's over here. But there's, there's no Adis. Over here, there is Adis. What's over here? Over here, what's going to happen? Moshe's going to die. They're going to say, well, we're not Makabal the Torah. What does it mean you aren't Makabal the Torah? I mean, we know that it was Kabbalah the Torah. How are you going to say it? And if you're going to deny it, so what's the chilek if Moshe dies? So this goes to something we've spoken a number of times, that, that the idea of a klal, 
that that uh, that I'm making a bris with the ones who are here, the ones that are going to come later. That means that the bris is with the klal. And the klal obligates all the future doiris because they're all part of the same klal. Because Einatzivur Mesim, the individuals come and go, their cells are the body of the klal, but the klal is the same klal. That's what it is. So over here, Moshe is a, we've spoken about this a number of times, different parashas, it's very important Yisoyed, and it has to do with many things. It has to do with responsibility, has to do with obligation, has to do with memory, has to do with many things. So over here, Moshe was afraid that they're going to come and they're going to say that we're not obligated to the breast. They're not going to deny Matan Torah. If I knew there was Matan Torah, it's not going to be forgotten so fast then they're just going to deny that they are obligated to it. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, the, the people who were there were macabre, they're obligated. We're new people, we're not obligated. That's what he's worried about. So he said, the Shemayim V'Oretz be the Eidus how? Because the Shemayim V'Oretz, they always rain. They always rain. Once it's established that the, that the sky rains, it's always, it doesn't change. The same thing if it's established that there's a bris between the clouds and the Rabbi Shlodim, that you makabal the Torah, then the Torah is chai lo'ilam, it's always there. That's how the Shemayim Vahar says Eidus on, on the Kabbalah Satoira. Now, we know, <laughs> let me close this. Sukkot is called Zman Sam Chaseinu. The question is why is it called Zman Sam Chaseinu? So some of us want to say that it's really um, agricultural because uh, that's when you have your harvest and also comes after Yom Kippur so you're, you're Moichel on the Averis so now you, don't, you have no Averis anymore you have a new slate so that's why it's called Zansam Chaseinu. But the question is that you have three, three regalim. For Pesach we say Zman Chaseinu because it was a seminal event in the history of Klal Yisrael. Shavuos is Matan Teresainu. This is, that's when we got the Torah, an important event. Sukkot, that it doesn't match the other two, because we have harvest, because we know Averis, it's all good and well. But how does it rise to the level of the other two? How does it fit into that set? It's one question. And another question which Mepharshim asks is that Sukkot is connected to Ananiyakovet. So why, why, why Ananiyakovet? I mean, there were many Nisim, there was Amman, there was Beresh and Miriam. Why, why do we commemorate the Nanakovit more than other things? So, I'd like to say like this, that what is, what is, what is Simcha? What is Simcha? What is the definition of Simcha? Simcha means that when a person has a, a lack, has some kind of a void, and when that void is filled, then you're happy. Because Simcha, I think Maral says this, that Simcha comes from Shleimas. 
When a person feels that he's completed, he's, he's whole, then a person is simcha. That's the feeling of simcha. Simcha comes from shleimus. You're not missing anything. That's when a person feels besimcha. Even like uh, when a person is actually making a simcha, so at that point, by the chasnos, you're marrying off a child, so even though you have other things that you're missing, but at that point, those things don't occupy a place in your mind. You know, you owe money to this and, and this and whatever, you know, you have a you know, your knee hurts. These things are all trivial right now. You're in this moment and you're marrying off the child and at this moment you feel complete. You don't feel that you have any lack and therefore you feel simcha. That's the idea of simcha. Now, the Sholosh Regolim commemorate the process by which the Rabbeinu Shalom created Klal Yisrael. Before they went into Eretz Yisrael. Once they went into Eretz Yisrael, then, then, you know, then you have regular life. Then they were, they were busy with their farms and their businesses and their, whatever they were busy with. But before they started that, before they went into Eretz Yisrael, there had to be a process that would make them into, into Bnei Torah, make them into Klal Yisrael make them who they are, to, to merge them with the Torah. That's what needed to be done. That Yisrael Vairaisa, Kuchubricha Chadu, that Kral Yisrael and the Torah are merged together. They're one. So what was the process? First step in the process was Shibut Mitzrayim. What happened in Shibut Mitzrayim was that Kral Yisrael was stripped down to being raw human beings. Everything they had, all their their possessions, their ideas, their 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 uh, egos, their um, they were they were just just basic people. They were just there. Everything was stripped down to being ma- raw human beings. When they came to the order, that when they came to Matan Torah, they shouldn't come, you know, come like uh, you know. Uh, prosperous Balabatim will come to Matan Torah and be Makabal the Torah, then there's so much that we are, and the Torah will somehow have to fit into it, and it wouldn't be this, 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 this organic connection between the Torah and, and, and the people being Makabal the Torah. So first of all, everything had to be stripped away. Stripped away, nothing. There's nothing there. You're Avodim, you're, you're, you know, penniless, and 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 you have no uh, classless, statusless, nothing. Raw human beings. That's what Pesach was. Chayrosenu the Ban Shloilam brought us to that matzev, and then he took us out with Nisim and the Floyers. And now we come to the Matan Torah. By Matan Torah, the Ban Shloilam gave us the Torah. So now, when we were, when we took the Torah, we became. There was nothing else there but the Torah. That's who we were. So, so we connected with the Torah at the most basic level. That's it. There was nothing else. But then, we needed to learn the Torah before we went there to Israel. We needed to spend time learning the Torah, absorbing it, getting to know it. That was the time that we spent at Har Sinai. And during that time, the whole of Kal Yisrael was living in a koilol, completely supported. There's nothing that they needed. 
they had the mon, they had the Bersha Miriam, the clothing never, never rotted, the shoes never wore out, they were healthy, they were well, they had no daggers of Parnassa, they had no daggers of Brias, nothing. They were there, they were just completely, completely worry-free, and they were able to sit there and learn Torah without any kind of problems and, con- and concerns. That was Simcha. They were Bishlemas. They were able to sit and learn with a feeling of shleimus, we're not lacking anything. And in that condition, with having shleimus, and they learned Torah for how long? Well, they were supposed to learn for like two years, they end up learning, staying in Koyal much longer. But that was the process, that was the third step in the process that was necessary to create this, this unbreakable bond between Kali Yisrael and the Torah. So when they came into Eretz Yisrael, and they had to be busy with all kinds of things, but the connection of the Torah was at the root of everything. The foundation of what Kali Yisrael was, was Yisrael Vairaisa, the Torah and Kali Yisrael were one. So that is the idea of Zman Simchaseinu. This was the third step. Zman Chereseinu, to, to bring us down to basic people and take us out, Matan Tereseinu, and Zman Simchusein. And that's why we, we talk about the Nanei that's why we want to be um, symbolize the Sukkot, the Nanei It's not the ness of the Nanei it's the, the situation of the Nanei We were sitting in the Nanei during those years, and we were completely protected and completely without any kind of needs and any kind of concerns. That was the Zman Simchaseinu, that there was a supernatural thing, the, the Nanakovit. That's not what we're coming to, to memorialize, that it was supernatural. We're just coming to talk about that period of time when we were able to learn and to, to get to know the Torah and to connect to it on the very deepest levels. Now. The Gemara says in Saita like that, in Sukkah, Simchas Beis HaShe'eva. So there's uh, two Gersois in the Mishnah. And one man, the Gemara says, She'eva, one man, the says, Chashuva, different, different Gersois. And they're both, they're both right. Man, the Gemara, She'eva, Loi Mishtavish. So Taisus brings you a Shalmi. Bishalmi Mefarish, why is it called Sheva? Shemisham Shayev and Ruach Hakaidish. From Simcha, there was such a Simcha, and that Simcha of Beis Sheva, when everybody was dancing and happy and the music, then that Simcha, Hashchina Shayre Mitoyich Simcha, Ruach Hakaidish is is the Shchina, and you need to be b'Simcha. Vehi Kinagin Abenakin Batiel of Ruach Hashem. That Elisha wanted to be. Mekabal Nevoa, so he had musicians play for him, and then he came into a proper state of mind, he was Besimcha, and he was able to be Mekabal Nevoa. Besimcha is based on Sheva, Sharsa, Olav, Yeah. So now this is also a Gemara. Gemara, another Gemara on Shabbos. Gemara Shabbos says like this, Ein shchina shayra, loy mitoich atzlus, not from depression, loy mitoich atzlus, not from laziness, 
not from hilarity. not from conversations. You need Simcha Shal Mitzvah. So, we understand that Simcha is a prerequisite for Ruch HaKadosh. So, the, so the Gemara has to tell us what kind of Simcha. What kind of Simcha. So, only Simcha Shal Mitzvah. That's the Simcha. Now, what's the idea of, of, of that in a in a shchina shayram teich mitzvah simcha shal mitzvah? What is the idea of what does simcha have to do with ruach hakodesh? So I think as we were speaking before, simcha is shleimus. A person has to feel shleimus, and therefore, then he can be makabel. Then he can makabel the shchina, be ruach hakodesh. You don't get Ruch HaKadosh when you're Pogum, when you're not Sholem. You have to feel Sholem. Simcha makes you feel Sholem. Why do, why do people need to be happy? Everybody wants to be happy. Like uh, the Founding Fathers had this Haorim and Hashemayim to write the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which was definitely a special Haora to do some, a document like that, which is so full of Chachmah, which is withstood the test of time. And, and in there, in the Declaration of Independence, talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's how they define what is everything about. You want to be alive, you want to be free, and you want to be free to pursue happiness. So what is, why, is the people, why do people have to be, pursue happiness? You could, uh, you know, a pursuit of, of comfort, of... of, of uh, of wealth, of, uh, of health. Why? What's happiness? And you see, it's the pursuit. It's not life, liberty, and happiness. It's the pursuit. Because the person is always pursuing happiness. You think that, I'm going to build myself this tremendous house, and that's going to make me happy. So you build a house, and maybe for a while you're happy, but then you're not happy anymore. You're not getting happiness from it. So, okay, I'll get an imported Italian car. That's going to make me happy. Okay, so for a while it makes you happy, but then it doesn't make you happy anymore. So what's the next thing that you're going to do? You're always pursuing happiness. That's correct, it's pursuing happiness. person is always pursuing happiness. Why, is he, why does he need happiness, and why can't he find happiness? But Terry says, because simcha, happiness, comes from shleimus. And the neshama of a person wants shleimus. The neshama wants to be sholem. It wants to connect to the to the Olam Elyon, and to connect to the Olam Elyon, you have to be Sholem, so it wants Shleimus. And the people think, they think that you that if you feel Simcha, that means you, that they, that Shukha for Simcha, that's what they're feeling. So they, they're looking for over here, they're looking for over there, and none of these are real. They don't really give you Simcha. They, 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 they're not real. The only thing that gives you Simcha is Simcha Shal Mitzvah. You do mitzvahs, you learn Torah, that is really solid simcha. That and shchina is shayra, mitoich, simcha shal mitzvah. But you have to understand what he says over here. So he's telling us a number of things. Maybe if you have, uh, you're having fun and you're 
jumping around and you're having parties. So, you, so that makes a person happy. So, so uh, Gomorrah tells us that happiness is not real. That's not the happiness that's going to bring you to Ashros Hashchina to Ruach Hakodesh. Okay, I understand that. It has to tell us this happiness here. This happens not. But what's the first thing he says? Why would I think that depression leads to Ashrosashchina? Why would I think that lassitude, that uh, just sitting around doing nothing, leads to Ashrosashchina? Why would I think that? Why? Why does the Gemara have to tell us this? The things that are fun, okay, so they're fun and they make me happy, at least temporarily they make me happy. So I may think that maybe that will be enough of a basis for Ashros Hashchena. But I'm not talking about Dover no Dover But uh, you know, you've been having a party, you're singing and dancing, maybe maybe that will bring you, that, that happiness will bring to Ashros Hashchena. The Gemara tells us no. That happiness is is not it's 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 not it's not lasting. It's not real. It has to be some chesol mitzvah. But why do you have to tell us about depression and about laziness that it doesn't bring to it? So I think the pshat is like this: that in order to have ruach hakodesh, the neshama basically is capable of having ruach hakodesh. The problem with having Ruch HaKadosh, you see that uh, that the Tinnik, the Tinnik, Ner Dolokha he sees Mesoifa Oila Matsoifai, he could see, that's 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 Ruch HaKadosh. Neshama could see Mesoifa Oilam Fatsoifai. But once the, the body is activated, then the then the body is prevents the Neshama from seeing, from seeing what it's about with its capabilities. And a person is Morkiv from a Neshama and a Guf. So in order to have Ruach HaKodesh, the Neshama has to be misgaber on the Guf. The Neshama has to dominate the Guf, and therefore, the, and, and, and then you can be Mechabal Ruach HaKodesh. So if you have Simcha Shal Mitzvah, Simcha Shal Mitzvah will elevate the Neshama, at the, the, not, oh, not by everybody, but by the people that are on that Madrega, Simcha Shal Mitzvah, will bring the neshama to a higher madrega and it will dominate over the guf and then the neshama will be dominant the guf will be you know uh, subsidiary um, subordinate to the subordinate to the, to the neshama things have ruach hakodesh so i might think that there's two ways that the neshama could dominate over the guf one way is by elevating the neshama through some mitzvah the other way is by by lowering the guf through depression and lassitude, where a person is depressed, he just lies in bed, he can't do anything. The body basically becomes inactive by a depressed person. He can't get out of bed, he just sits around, he's not active. So the, and the person who's lazy just sits around doing nothing. So the body is becomes deactivated. So I might think, that if the body becomes deactivated, then the neshama becomes dominant by default. So this is another way to get to the, the, that the neshama should be dominant over the body. So the, 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 the Gemara tells you, no, this doesn't work. The only way that you can come to Shroz HaShchina, Ruch is only through Simcha Shal Mitzvah, which elevates the neshama. Thank you very much. And... Uh, 
Yes, Hashem, the next day or so, uh, we're going to do uh, Zaysa Bracha. <laughs>